माई सेवन चक्रॉज एपिसोड फिफ्टी थ्री चेंज योर थॉट्स योर चेंज विल चेंज योर वर्ल्ड From the base of the spine to the crown of the head, for thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers, and could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. So what's happening action takers AJ here and you are listening to my 7 chakras your destination for stories that will uplift inspire and motivate you to awaken yourself but before we begin today's episode let me ask you this have you subscribed to our show you see iTunes has a new and noteworthy listing to feature new and growing radio shows to provide them more exposure and we were featured among the top 5 shows on that page for 16 weeks but you know what we aren't a new show anymore which means that it might take some extra effort to find our show on iTunes so in order to save your time and get the latest episodes downloaded directly to your device i request you to press subscribe right now on your device that's right while you are subscribed new episodes will download to your smartphone or your tablet automatically as soon as they are available so click subscribe now and be prepared to be inspired because we have some really powerful featured guests lined up and today i am electrified to bring you our featured guest Nancy Nelson Nancy are you ready to inspire I absolutely am Awesome since being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2013 she learned how to cope with her inner fears and frustrations and even better than that help others breathe courage she began writing heartfelt poetry and the book is titled Blue River Apple so Nancy I've given our listeners an intro so fill in the gaps and tell us a little bit more about yourself well i am a 72 year old woman that 2 years ago got the shock of her life and i have been transforming myself into a better person because of a diagnosis of early stage alzheimers mhm well thanks a lot for that intro now we usually begin every episode with a dose of inspiration and as featured guest you have that opportunity to light the torch in our minds by sharing an inspirational quote that inspires you so what is your favorite inspirational quote and give us one example of how you apply this quote to your life i sure can do that the quote is from norman vincent peel and it is change your thoughts your change will change your world mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of what i have done after a diagnosis of any exorbitant kind i think we have to take stock make choices and make a difference and that is what i am attempting to do each and every day mhm well thanks a lot for sharing that powerful quote change your thoughts your change will change 
your world. And it sort of points out to the power that we have within ourselves that we sometimes don't realize. We look at people around us and look at the world around us to change so that we can feel better or we can experience that uh, transformation. But realize, action takers, that the change that you need to see in the world around you happens right within. Once you change within, the things that are, are around you will change as well. So thanks a lot for inspiring us, Nancy. Thank you. So what inspired you to write Blue River Apple? When my daughter and I sat in the neurologist's office and got the news, we left that office in shock. You may think that you have a something, uh, a disease of some sort, or, or that you need to go to a doctor for a particular reason. And yet when the doctor gives you the news that you were kind of expecting, it knocks you off kilter. And that is really kind of what happened to me. And my dad had Alzheimer's. He passed in 2002 with the remnants of Alzheimer's. And so it was always kind of in the back of my mind. I thought, wow, you know, my memory might not be quite what it's should be and you know my kids always say oh mom you know you're you're getting up there it's okay you're allowed and so you you don't really believe it until it hits you in the face and then and then you aj you have to decide what am i going to do with this news so i took some time in deciding before i let others know the path that i was asked to walk so you mentioned that you were at the doctor's place and you got the news and uh, you left the office in shock. And that sort of points out to the fact that life works in ways that we can't really predict. Uh, but we can, what, what is in our control is the path that we choose. And uh, we're really looking forward to learning more about your story because it uh, is a story that is surely going to inspire us and motivate us to really, you know, cherishing the gift that we have that is today. We can't really predict what is going to happen tomorrow, you know, 10 days from now or one month from now. What we, what we have with us is today. So before moving forward, Nancy, for the benefit of our listeners, what is Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's is, um, affects the brain, affects the thinking parts of the brain, and makes it difficult sometimes to make correct decisions. Mm-hmm. There is a tangle and jangle. Uh, the, the tau gets tied up and wrapped around nerve endings and they die off. And it's very complicated, although what, how I see it is that there's a malfunctioning in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I need to learn how best to cope with it today. And I, I am in the moment and in the present. Can't really forecast out there except to say to you that I see that it will all end well, however that ending should be. I look for the white light, and the uh, every day I stand in a positive frame, and I do what I can to help others, and ha- being service to others that are walking this path or, or been diagnosed with major diseases has given me a new inspiration to say, hey, Let's join hands. We're strong and together we can do this and make the best of where we are. You said that it is a situation that affects the brain, affects your ability to make decisions. But your way of coping up with this challenge is being in the moment, being mindful, trying your very best, being positive and more importantly, not just doing things for yourself, but being of service to others. So my question is, how did you first come to know 
that you have Alzheimer's. Take us back to that moment. You know, I would notice things like, I would notice things like forgetting appointments, forgetting where I had been, who I had talked to. It was that I couldn't, I've lived in Las Vegas, Nevada for 50 mm-hmm. years and I, I couldn't make my way around the strip. I, I didn't, my driving skills don't seem to be affected driving, but location, where I'm going and how I get there seems to be altered a little bit. And I've noticed that, gosh, AJ, I've noticed that for 30 years. Mm-hmm. It, it would come off and on. And so you look back and you think, wow, I wasn't mindful then because I was well. And I was always very fortunate, and and my health was excellent. Mm. And so you don't think about the little things that now, as as someone that has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, begins to think back and say, oh, that should have keyed in. That should have been the earmark that said, you need to go and, and check on this. Mm-hmm. So it it added up to a time when... It became necessary for me to take a look at myself. And I've always led my life to say that if I'm unhappy with where I was or am, and I cannot do anything about that, if I try and I can't rectify whatever the problem is with me and I'm still unhappy, then it's time for me to make a change, make a move, and figure it out. And so I was at the time that I needed to figure it out. And that's when I went to the first primary care doctor and talk to him. Mm -hmm. This beautifully ties into the next question that I have is uh, for the, you know, people, the the caregivers, the family members of somebody who might have certain signs of Alzheimer's, what are some of the signs or symptoms, the early symptoms that suggest that a person might have Alzheimer's? Obviously, in addition to the, some of the signs that you pointed out earlier, uh, can you think of some other signs that somebody might be mindful of? Uh, to notice that uh, condition? Well, I think what what happens in many, many arenas is that someone else notices perhaps before the actual person notices. And perhaps uh, in some cases, people get very angry and it's out of their norm. Mm-hmm. It's not something that they would normally do, but they get frustrated and angry. And so they have outbursts. Uh, sometimes they they uh, walk places and they, they can't remember how to get home or even drive places and they don't remember how to get home. Or if they, you know, they talk about misplacing things, so we all misplace keys sometimes or we all misplace paperwork sometimes. But if you find yourself doing it several times every day, then, you know, maybe you need to at least look at it, at least figure it out um, and, and ask questions and look into it and look in the mirror. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes we ourselves don't see it when someone else does. And when that someone else does, then they need, they need to gently go to the Alzheimer's Association. It is a wonderful place to go because they have all kinds of knowledgeable people that can help walk both the caregiver, whether it be family or professional, and the Alzheimer's disease or other dementia they can they can recognize that and help people move through the action steps that it takes you're not alone you're a phone call away so you mentioned that in such a situation people often get angry or frustrated the person who's having the condition they might walk places and they don't know how to get home or they might misplace things and this might become a trend in such a situation 
action takers if you know somebody who's facing such a challenge an alzheimer's uh, disease remember that their brain uh, is having this condition it's not supporting them and obviously all of a sudden when you are not able to remember something or if uh, you know if you misplace things and you want to remember it but you just can't remember it i'm sure you also will feel angry i'm sure you also would feel frustrated uh, so nancy you mentioned that there is an organization that is there to support uh, people but before that uh, you also mentioned that there is no cure and there is no proven preventative measure of for the disease so what would you say that the patient or the family members should keep in mind immediately after they come to know of the diagnosis I so believe in loving kindness, AJ. So believe in loving kindness. I think we have to learn how to talk to people mm-hmm. who are have have memory issues. You know, it's so easy to say, "Oh, I just told you that already." And I will tell you from someone that walks the path that that takes a chink out of my armor. It makes me not want to talk. It makes me not want to communicate. It makes me want to stand back afraid to say something because I may have forgotten. You may have told me. Mm-hmm. You may have said it more than, you know, once, twice, or even a dozen yeah. times. And and I understand, you know, God bless caregivers. I don't know what in the world we would do without them. It is a way of learning how to communicate, how I communicate with you and how you communicate with me. And if we can fill in that dark hole that's in between the two of us, we'll both be in a happier stance for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Well that's a beautiful message because whatever information I have from Alzheimer's about Alzheimer's is usually through the perspective of the caregiver or somebody from the outside who's trying to uh, you know learn more about it or is an expert perhaps at it but mm-hmm. you have provided a different perspective from the perspective of who is somebody who is going through this condition yourself and you mentioned the importance of loving and kindness we really need to talk we really need to learn how to talk to people and especially somebody who is going through this condition take a moment to feel how it is in their shoes where your mind is not completely supporting you you want to remember things you want to remember where you know your way home or how to go from one place to another but sometimes it just doesn't support you think about how you would feel and most importantly remember to have that extra patience because it's not an easy journey but together you can make it much more easier for the person who is having this particular challenge now what are some of the services or support that the alzheimers association provides to people diagnosed with alzheimers you know uh, they have support for caregivers they have a program called care okay. pro it helps caregivers l- learn the signs and how perhaps to couch the questions how to how to work with themselves because you know it isn't easy they didn't ask for the job in most mm-hmm. cases <laughs> they're just kind of handed to them and they're not they're not trained for it and not ready for it and they're as uh, unhappy about it as the person that's walking with the disease and so if uh, the alzheimers association located nationwide you can go online alzalz.org you can find a location in whatever city you might be in they have a 24/7 phone contact for you 
So when you get frustrated and you just don't think you can help yourself and, and you just want, you know, you just, you really, really, really need some help, mm-hmm. you can call that number and get on-the-spot help. They also have meetings and gatherings for people with the disease so that they can get to know others that are that are walking the path. And that's very helpful. I can tell you that both the caregiver support group and the early stage support groups that are uh, held at the Alzheimer's Association give you insight that you would never have before. So if you can think of a blank slate, Mm -hmm. and if you're proposing a problem that comes up and you have no way of knowing what to do or how to do it, you would put the Alzheimer's Association on that blank slate and you would hold your hand out and know by a telephone call or by internet connection or seeking out the local office in your local city that you will have someone that will understand and that will help the two of you. It is uh, the Cleveland Clinic has some wonderful programs. And I became involved in the 2015 National Early Stage Alzheimer's Advocacy Group. And we go about talking about my each of us individually, talk about our personal journeys, AJ, mm-hmm. so that people that are listening, like on your show, and I thank you for allowing me to be on your show, that people listening can see that I'm just an average lady. I'm no expert on anything. I have been diagnosed with a disease. I believe we have to be partners in our own health, and therefore I... I and listening all the time, learning and reading all the time, and connecting as a volunteer with the Alzheimer's Association. You can volunteer for Cleveland Clinic and their wonderful programs. Make yourself available to learn because it is so helpful for everyone involved. Now, Nancy, at this point in the show, our featured guests share one health tip that makes a big difference in their lives. Because making a life change might be difficult, but executing just one health tip is much easier. So, what is that one health tip that makes you feel better? Oh, I got one. I got one. Okay. <laughs> you, you do, and you can find it elsewhere, but you can go on online. You can simply put this in. It's called SOD. You probably know of it. It's a breathing exercise, and it's called sa ta na ma. So, and it, they spell it. Some say S A Sam Albert T A Thomas Albert N A Nancy Albert M A Madge Albert. So, if you put that in uh, Google, you will come up with a breathing exercise. And this breathing and memory exercise and focus exercise, and you can do it several ways depending upon where you pick it up. You can go to these breathing exercises on alls.org, A-L-Z dot O-R-G, and it will pull up breathing exercises. And this particular one helps you, you move your hands And as you go through, you hold your five fingers up on each hand, you hold them up, and then you say and touch fingers first to the thumb and all the way down the sa-ta-na-ma, sa-ta-na-ma, sa-ta-na-ma. And what you find is then they want you to whisper one. So you'd go sa-ta-na-ma. Now this time I would whisper it, sa-ta-na-ma. I would say it to myself, and then I would say sa-ta-na-ma. 
So what you, what it forces you to do is to focus in because sometimes my mind goes out there and I take my hand and I grab it back and say, no, 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 satanama. And they claim that if we will do this 12 minutes a day, that we will sharpen our minds, even those of us that are having trouble containing our brain. Wow, I've I've not heard of this particular uh, you know uh, breathing technique, but it seems mm-hmm. so powerful and really effective from your experience. And it sort of points out to the mind body connection. Sometimes when it's difficult for yes. the mind to focus or meditate, that's when the body, like the gestures that you said through the fingers, that's what helps your mind get back to that space and get back to that moment and that presence. So I'm going to try it out and I'm sure that our listeners will try it out <laughs> as well because you Good. have seen the results. Now, Music maestro Yanni once said that focused will is incredible. If you have a dream and you don't give up no matter what obstacles come up, then life's problems Mm -hmm. will fall away and you will get what you want. It happens and it works. During this round... Oh, I believe that. (laughs) Yes, we're on the same wavelength here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if you take a diagnosis and you sit home in a rocking chair and watch TV... Yeah. You're lost. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. You're just lost. You've got nothing but darkness around you. You have to grab I say to myself, Nancy, you grab those big girl panties and you just pull them right up and you just get out and get going. Awesome. I I love that emphatic and resounding response that I got from you. And during this round, we listen to stories of people who have overcome major challenges to move closer to their dreams. So Nancy, take us back to a moment when you faced a major challenge or barrier. Tell us what you were feeling at that instant and then how did you overcome it? Okay, and I tell these stories in my poem book. When I was driving one day, I realized that I had left my my phone someplace and what went through my head was just like, oh my gosh, I have done it again. I have left that phone someplace. You know, like, where is it? I could have driven off the road. I was so frantic and so upset with myself to say, listen, what do you have to do to keep a little tiny phone by your side? It's ridiculous. Mm. You know, and I'm just going on recriminations and self, uh, just crucifying myself. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of go to my yoga training and my Ayurvedic uh, practices and say, hey, Breathe, breathe. Really, it is only a phone. It is only a phone. And I find that when I stop, look, and listen, that I can climb back on a reasonable train of thought. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson that our listeners can take away from your story? I think that no matter where we are, Everyone has something in their life that's frustrating, whether it's children, whether it's aging parents, whether whatever it is, whether you've had a a very frustrating morning, perhaps, (laughs) whatever it happens to be, you have a choice, a choice to make a difference. And I will tell you, one day I made a really goofy, goofy thing. I did a goofy, goofy thing, and I was in self-recriminations like I couldn't believe I went by the hospital and there was a gentleman that was in a wheelchair and he looked like he 
was he was all alone. There was no one around him. He was in the driveway, and it almost looked like like he wasn't conscious. And I thought, oh my gosh, I could be that person. I went into the nail salon because I was going to make myself feel better by getting my nails done. And a lady in there looked like she looked like she was not well. She just and I thought I could be I could be her. So I'm not those people. I am me. I have a lot that I can do. So it's a choice. Which choice are you going to take? Mm-hmm. The inner voice that you suggested. The inner voice, listeners, can be an angel or it can be a devil. So be mindful of how you listen to and respond mm-hmm. to that inner voice. Your inner voice can keep you in fear. The inner voice can paralyze you. But look beyond. Just look beyond and take action. That's correct. And learn to I agree. love yourself and be mindful of what are the things that you are telling yourself and how you respond to that so thanks so much for sharing your inspiring story with us going back to a moment of challenge when you faced a major barrier that takes courage and for that we salute you thank you and with that we move on to the next round this round is all about finding your life's true calling now finding your life's true calling might take some time it might be a big challenge but listening to someone who has found their life's calling that is like inspirational dynamite so mini onomie once said there is always music amongst the trees in the garden but our hearts must be very quiet to hear it so my question to you nancy is have you found your life's calling and if yes what is your calling i believe standing here today and knowing what i know and what i and and being aware that of what i might not know my my calling has changed i think over time as we grow and go through different things mm-hmm. my calling today is to make a difference my calling today is to help those that are that are unable to help themselves perhaps cannot speak for themselves because they're locked inside and to make people aware of Alzheimer's disease, to dispel the stigma mm-hmm. of Alzheimer's disease, and to say that there is no cure. And there's 5.4 million people walking around the United States that have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, and we have no cure. So we do need we do need funds for research. We do need people to volunteer and help. And my joy that has come to me from a diagnosis that no one wants is simply to say, AJ, that I get up every morning excited to be of service to others, to help, to make life easier if I can, to help people understand if I can. And I say this very humbly because I'm no expert. I'm just Nancy. Mm-hmm. So based on what you said is there a magic moment in your life beyond which you knew that you were on the path of living your life's purpose so take us back to that moment and let's hear that story I decide when I made that decision after the diagnosis of Alzheimer's I attended a business uh, group uh, once a week there were 50 of us and i was in the insurance industry mm-hmm. and in those kinds of meetings uh once every quarter you got to stand up for 8 minutes and talk about why people would want your product and i had made a decision 
the night before I was going to speak my eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, should I out myself or should I remain quiet? Am I a warrior or am I not? Mm-hmm. And that night before that talk, I had written a poem and it, it talked about, you know, what you see is not what I am. I'm making mistakes. I'm forgetting. I'm standing up in front of you, and sometimes I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. I stumble my words. My tongue gets, you know, uh, twisted and I de- garbled. And I, I used to be a wonderful speller. I can't do that anymore. You know, just things. And at the end of, of what I was saying to them to tie it all into insurance and why people need health insurance was just that, is to say, you just never know what is going to land on your front doorstep. And are you going to be a warrior? Are you going to help people? Or are you going to sit with the information and I am choosing to out myself so that others might be helped? Mm -hmm. was at that moment. So listeners, stage time is growth time. And irrespective of how good of a public speaker you are at this point, you can always grow. There are always lessons and uh, instances and people around you that can provide you that insight, provide you that that, uh, advice in terms of how you can uh, become a better public speaker and enhance the communications that will transform your life. So irrespective of how good or how not so good you are, consider joining an organization such as a Toastmasters group or other public speaking groups because you will always improve. With every speech that you give, with every communication 8-minute session or 6-minute session or 10-minute session that you give, you become more comfortable with yourself. You become more comfortable with that stage and you will learn to share your story that people are so wanting to learn and so desperate to know more about you. And with that, Nancy, we have arrived at our favorite part of today's show, the Wisdom Round. Four short questions that require four short but action-packed answers. So are you ready? I am ready. Great. What is the best advice you have ever received? Learn more about myself. Be a constant student. What is that one personal habit that contributes to your well-being? Oh, you know, of late, it is being mindful of coconut oil and the foods that I eat and the supplements that I take in order to nourish my brain. And I do it faithfully every day. So what is your morning ritual like? Could you describe the first two hours of your day? I wake up early. Sometimes I write poetry first thing in the morning. Uh, Sometimes it's still dark out. That's how I wrote the book is between 3 and 5 a.m. in the morning. I would just wake up and the words, I'm possessed by something far greater than myself. So if I have that calling Mm -hmm. in the morning, I spend time writing poetry. If not, I quietly meditate first thing in the morning. I do my breathing exercises first thing in the morning. Sometimes I walk after that. Sometimes I do I go to a yoga class, and then I begin my day. Now, I know that you've read many books throughout your life, but if you had to choose just one, what is that one book that has made a significant impact on your life? You know, I, I, have, to, I have to say, I can't remember. <laughs> but I am reading a book on serenity right now that I find very, very helpful. It's just a quiet look at yourself. And Terry Hershey 
I believe, wrote that book. And it just makes me stop and quiet. We got to be quiet. We got to listen to ourselves. My gosh, we rush around. My morning was like that, AJ. You had a taste of it. <laughs> so when you, you just have to be able to take a deep breath and pause before you act. So action takers, you can find the links and insights in the show notes that are available on our website. That is my7chakras.com. That's M-Y-S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S.com. So Nancy, it was an honor having you on our show today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, I'm grateful for being aware and in the moment. I'm grateful for my family. I have two daughters, four grandchildren, a son-in-law that stand beside me through thick and thin. I have friends. I, I'm just blessed, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. There are people that walk through the Alzheimer's uh, dementia world and don't have the interconnectedness that I'm fortunate to have and be blessed to have. And what was the last part of it? Tell us the best way we can find you. Oh, how, how could I, I re- not remember that? <laughs> you can go to my website, blueriverapple.com, and you can read a poem that I've written. You can contact me at nancy at blueriverapple.com. You can purchase a book. I'll sign it and send it to you from blueriverapple.com. And I'd be delighted to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So there you go, listeners. In case you want to know more about this condition, in case you have friends, family, or somebody who you know is facing such a challenge or a condition, then it just makes sense for you to go to blueriverapple.com and read some of the articles, go through the poetry there, which Nancy has taken so much time and effort. And uh, at 3 to 5 in the morning, that's the time uh, when she spent time writing and sharing her authentic and true self. So go on to the website and get to know more about that. In case you want to reach Nancy, it's nancy at blueriverapple.com. And you can send any questions that you might have in terms of getting to know more in in terms of how to handle this challenge. So Nancy, thank you so much for appearing on our show today, sharing your honest and courageous mission and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do. I'm, I'm pleased and proud to have been on your show. You're listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.